the self, symbols of totality. If an individual has wrestled seriously enough and long enough with the anima or animus problem so that he or she is no longer partially identified with it, the unconscious again changes its dominant character and appears in a new symbolic form, representing the self, the innermost nucleus of the psyche. In the dreams of a woman, the center, this center is usually personified as a superior female figure, a priestess, sorceress, earth mother or goddess of nature or love. In the case of a man, it manifests itself as a masculine initiator and guardian, an Indian guru, a wise old man, a spirit of nature and so forth. Two folk tales illustrate the role that such a figure can play. The first is an Austrian tale. A king has ordered soldiers to keep the night watch beside the corpse of a black princess, who has been bewitched. Every midnight she rises and kills the guard. At last, one soldier whose turn it is to stand guard despairs and runs away into the woods. There he meets an old guitarist who is our lord himself. This old musician tells him where to hide in the church and instructs him on how to behave so that the black princess cannot get him. With this divine help the soldier actually manages to redeem the princess and marry her. Clearly the old guitarist who is our lord himself is in psychological terms a symbolic personification of the self. With his help, the ego avoids destruction and is able to overcome and even redeem a highly dangerous aspect of his anima. In a woman's psyche, as I have said, the self assumes feminine personifications. This is illustrated in the second story, an Eskimo tale. A lonely girl who has been disappointed in love meets a wizard traveling in a copper boat. He is the spirit of the moon who has given all the animals to mankind and who also bestows luck in hunting. He abducts the girl to the heavenly realm. Once, when the spirit of the moon has left her, she visits a little house near the moon ghost's mansion. There she finds a tiny woman clothed in the intestinal membrane of the bearded seal who warns the heroine against the spirit of the moon saying that he plans to kill her it appears that he is a killer of women a sort of bluebeard the tiny woman fashions a long rope by means of which the girl can descend to earth at the time of the new moon which is the moment when the little woman can weaken the moon spirit. The girl climbs down, but when she arrives on earth, she does not open her eyes as quickly as the little woman told her to. Because of this, she is turned into a spider and can never become human again. As we have noted, the divine musician in the first tale is a representation of the wise old of the wise old man, a typical personification of the self. 
He is akin to the sorcerer Merlin of medieval legend or to the Greek god Hermes, the little woman, or to the Greek god Hermes. The little woman in her strange membrane clothing is a parallel figure symbolizing the self as it appears in the feminine psyche. The old musician saves the hero from the destructive anima and the little woman protects the girl against the Eskimo bluebird who is, in the form of the moon spirit, her animus. In this case, however, things go wrong, a point that I shall take up later. The self, however, does not always take the form of a wise old man or wise old woman. These paradoxical personifications are attempts to express something that is not entirely contained in time, something simon simultaneously young and old. The dream of a middle-aged man shows the self appearing as a young man. Coming from the street, a youth rode down into our garden. There were no bushes and no fence, and there are as there are in real life. And the garden lay open. I did not quite know if he came on purpose or if the horse carried him here against his will. I stood on the path that leads to my studio and watched the arrival with great pleasure. The sight of the boy on his beautiful horse impressed me deeply. The horse was a small, wild, powerful animal, a symbol of energy. It resembled a boar, and it had a thick, bristly, silvery-gray coat. The boy rode past me between the studio and house, jumped off his horse, and led him carefully away so that he would not trample on the flower bed with its beautiful red and orange tulips. The flower bed has been newly made and planted by my wife, a dream occurrence. This youth signifies the self and with it a renewal of life, a creative elan vital, and a new spiritual orientation by means of which everything becomes full of life and enterprise. If a man devotes himself to the instruction of his own unconscious it can bestow this gift so that suddenly life, which has been stale and dull, turns into a rich, unending inner adventure full of creative possibilities. In a woman's psychology, this same youthful personification of the self can appear as a supernaturally gifted girl. The dreamer in this instance is a woman in her late forties. I stood in front of a church and was washing the pavement with water. Then I ran down the street just, as the mom just at the moment when the students from the high school were let out. I came to a stagnant river across which a board or tree, tr a tree trunk had been laid. But when I was attempting to walk across, a mischievous student bounced on the board so that it cracked and I nearly fell into the water. Idiot! I yelled out. On the other side of the river, three little girls were playing and one of them stretched out her hand as if to help me. 
I thought that her small hand was not strong enough to help me. But when I took it, she succeeded without the slightest effort in pulling me across and up the bank on the other side. Personification of the self in men's dreams often take the form of wise old men. A painting by Dr. Jung of a personification that appeared in one of his dreams. A winged old man who carried keys and who Jung says representing, represented superior insight. The dreamer is a religious person. Um, you know what? I will continue next time. With this. Thank you for listening.